Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to another exciting episode, volume 20 of the Disney Compendium, a chronological look at the history of the Walt Disney Animation Studios. Uh, the 20th film in the uh, archives here is the December 1970 release, The Aristocats. As always, I am your host, JJ. And over there, my good friend, Nick. Nick, how are you doing? Uh, you know, I, I'm doing okay, JJ. I've just, I just had some stuff on my mind lately. Oh, like, yeah? You know, you know, like, do you ever feel like love sounds like a fight? Sounds like an argument? Sounds like a pile driver? I, you always just want to bring these to a screeching halt right out the gate, don't you? <laughs> pile driver. Pile yeah. driver. Yeah. 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 Pile driver. How dare you? How dare you do how dare you do this to my show again? <laughs> Just start I, off with some Coco Beware. Yeah, yes, thank you. This our, our notorious wrestling show. <laughs> <clears throat> if anything else, I'm getting out of the way because there's nothing else I can draw comparisons to here. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah. Yeah. Uh no. Not, not exactly. It's like even the names don't conjure up any, uh, <laughs> any future uh, I, references to make. So we all throw in, throw in a joke about the maestro, but let's get that's, that's a reach at best. Yeah, yeah. So it's yes, it's the Aristocats, or I think as you uh, put it uh, a few weeks ago on our Hundred and One Dalmatians, it's like they did a Hundred and One Dalmatians again, but learned it, learned all of their prop mistakes. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a hundred and one Dalmatians, or it's just it's five cats. Yeah, five cats. Five jazz cats. Got to get jazz cats. Join our team, jazz cats. Yeah, it's virtually impossible for me to say Aristocats with any sort of consistency. <laughs> it's well, that- I, I will I will say Aristocrats. Without fail, at some point during this, and then you'll think <laughs> of the 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 dirty joke that gets dirtier and dirtier. Yeah, and then, then Bob Saget will come in, and then I'll have to delete the entire episode, and <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. So. Uh, that which is standard, standard protocol for whenever Bob Saget shows up. <laughs> when Bob Saget shows up for something, you have to just cancel it or just burn it let down, it, cleanse just, it with fire, or just let it go until it runs its natural course. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I guess I, <laughs> I guess there is a slight wrestling reference I can make for this because okay. it's, it's uh, <laughs> the, uh, the sort of original writer for this is a, uh, is Disney, um, Disney story man, Ken Anderson. So <laughs> Mr. Kennedy, uh, <laughs> this particular, uh, who wrote Disney this movie? movie. Anderson. <laughs> so, so there's our, there's there's our one, there's there's an actual direct wrestling reference that we can make. To this. Thomas O'Malley drops uh, Napoleon on his head, and then he just goes into complaints of management. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Aristocats, nineteen Christmas Eve, nineteen seventy is its wide release. Um, how about we get underway? <laughs> Uh, it's uh okay, so uh, this takes place in Paris. 
It does. This is another UK movie, much like Dalmatians. Dalmatians and last week's exciting episode of Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins! Yeah, I, 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 I hope you freed the <laughs> Dick Van Dyke out of your house. I hope he's not there anymore. Uh, I have, but guess who did show up? Gerard uh, Depardieu. Nope, nope, not gonna do that. <laughs> not, not. <laughs> you're, you're gonna die of laughter. Just <laughs> you get end up dead like your idiot cousin's highness. Yeah, so uh, Paris, uh, 1900s. 1910. Yeah, 10, 10, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, so we have, we're introduced to Duchess, uh, yep. voiced by Ava Gabor. Ava Gabor, yep. Who she will show up again in a Disney film. She absolutely will. Um, she has three cats. I, I, I always forget, is it Berlioz? Berlioz, uh, Marie, Marie, and Toulouse. 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 Yeah. So. Um, and, and then they're they're living with uh, an older woman who looks much like the stepmom from Cinderella. And like like it's like her her twin sister where think where life kind of worked out for her. <laughs> she it's, didn't have all the hatred that, that turned her into a haggard. <laughs> it's it's the shattered glass version of yeah. Cinderella's mom. That's a deep cut there. There you go. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, she has her boy, her lawyer, who is this weird old Mister Magoo looking guy. Yeah. Who shouldn't be driving. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> um, shows up because uh, I can't remember how her name Bon Bonfamille. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it's Bonfamille. I'm gonna so, call her Mad- Madame. Madame. I'm gonna call her Madame. Um, like, like, like the old puppet, the yeah, <laughs> Madame puppet. <laughs> Madame. Yeah. Um, she calls her lawyer because she's going to revise her will. When she yeah. passes away, she's going to leave all her earthly belongings to her cats. To and her whatever cats. left over, her butler Edgar gets it. No, that's not the that's not the uh, the caveat. All of her cats get it if, until they die. Until they die. And then when they die, Edgar gets it. <laughs> then, then Edgar gets it, right. Yeah. And uh, Edgar has one of those two things. A speaking tube, I think is what it is. <laughs> one of those beethoven horns yeah know. yeah and he's he's eavesdropping and he yep. learns about he learns about this that that if, once the cats are out of the picture and she's out of the picture he gets the the inheritance so that goes exactly how you expect when you when a butler is going to get a bunch of money at some point. <laughs> well, I, I mean, he shows signs of being evil to begin with. Like he actually kind of likes the kittens for it. It seems. Yeah, but, but then, he's like, oh, money. Yeah, but then yeah, but then the green eyes of greed come in, and it's a very serial killer like way of going about this. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's forensic filesy. He yeah. um he he puts roofies in the cat's milk. Yes. Yeah, like it's not even like like his plan isn't to kill them. 
His plan is just to get rid of them. To drop them <laughs> on the cut. To drop them out in the middle of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like just kind of. Yeah, he puts sleeping pills in their milk and dumps them off, and <laughs> yeah, and that's when, and when he, <laughs> that's when you get introduced to Napoleon and Lafayette. <laughs> and the uh, Napoleon, voiced by the great George Goober Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Who also will make an appearance again yeah. in a Disney film. Oh yeah. And uh uh Bonaparte is uh Pat Buttram from Green Acres. It's uh, Napoleon is Okay. Okay, so Lafayette Lafayette is George Lindsay. George Lindsay, yep. Yeah. Yep. Hi Andy. So yeah, Napoleon is the bloodhound and Lafayette is the basset hound. The basset hound, yeah. Yeah, the the sort of sidekick to napoleon's <laughs> which is weird because it's france and so you got these two country ass sounding dogs <laughs> yeah like yeah it's like hi what are you doing they have kittens <laughs> it's a country bear jamboree <laughs> nobody don't they have kittens out here in france you get some real good um you get some good voice actors in this movie yeah, around. you do because like, like because you also get like um sterling holloway obviously shows up right um paul Ravencroft shows up paul yeah, winchell paul winchell shows up um like i said earlier you know we got pat buttram and george Lindsay do a great job in their roles right um uh, Scatman Crothers. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Um, Ava Gabor is like the ideal actress for this kind of character. Like she very kind of, posh. Yeah, she she totally like is that like character. So yeah. Um, well, and what's funny is she actually and Pat Butcher end up were in Green Acres together too. So yeah. Yeah, the whole uh, the whole thing. Yeah, and um, you know, you, you get some like the 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 cats kind of have some hit or miss voice actor. Uh, <laughs> well, voice I mean, acting, but like, but for the most part, fine. Yeah, they're both well. Yeah, I mean, the the, the most problematic thing with the supporting cats, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, is uh, Paul Winchell's little song there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you can't really. <clears throat> it's one of those. Remember the Siamese cats from? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it is very um, breakfast at Tiffany's as far as its uh, yeah. depiction of 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 an Asian person. Yeah. Um, anyways, we, we, um... Oh, we meet the geese. Uh, yeah, well, we haven't even really, because, okay, we, the, the cats get abandoned in the countryside, and the dogs... Yeah, yeah. The dogs, the dogs. Just, just torture uh, Edgar, the butler. They're they're really into, like, biting his leg. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and so, uh, and, and then, you know, at this point in the movie, uh, Madame figures out that they're gone with um the the horse and the mouse also <laughs> distraught about this situation the horse frou-frou 
Fru Fru, yes. A great yes. name. Great name for a, a you know, high society horse. Yes. Um, Paul Winchell, or, or sorry, Sir Lake Holloway is the mouse. It's the mouse of Roquefort. Yes. Uh, Roquefort is a type of cheese, and it's a mouse, so... This movie's got jokes. Yeah, it's got jokes, folks. Like, yeah, a very go go figure. A, a Parisian cheese name comes up for the mouse. And, <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, we get to uh, we we get to meet uh, Thomas O'Malley. <laughs> uh, O'Malley the alley cat. Yes, I love. Uh, it. Get, also, it's it's Thomas O'Malley, so it's it's a Tomcat, like. And it voiced by our friend, Phil Harris. Phil Harris, I, I blanked on his last name. So. Phil Harris, yep. So, Philip Banks. Philip so. Banks, and and, uh, and uh, pl- pl- <laughs> so yeah, pretty much so. playing like like a feline version of Baloo. Yep. So last last week we had him as Baloo. This week we have him as uh, Thomas. Uh, next week we're gonna have him as Little John. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so you know we're get we're gonna get plenty of him just playing the same character. <laughs> just pretty much like Cool Breeze. That's that's his key. Yeah. 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 So it's like you know it, in Robin Hood it's more or less he's playing the same character in. A depressingly literal. <laughs> He's blue. Yeah. He's blue like, in that movie. It's blue, and like the character itself is blue. Like yeah. it's like the it's not. They took blue. Okay, we'll get that's that's not the. We'll we'll get it to. What well, yeah, we, we're not going to besmirch the the name yeah. of Robin Hood on this yes. podcast, sir. <laughs> yes, we'll wait till next week to besmirch no. the name of Robin. No, we don't besmirch him. <laughs> Um, so anyway, there's got to be some besmirching. It deserves a little shred of besmirching. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> um, so anyway, the the uh, Duchess and the kittens meet O'Malley. Um, he agrees to get them back to home, I think, under the guise of hooking up with Duchess. <laughs> it's not much of a guise. It's pretty apparent. But... Yeah. It's like, hey. You know what's funny? about uh this movie and you know we joke about like it's 101 dalmatians and everything but the fact that it takes place in paris is directly connected to 101 dalmatians yeah <laughs> because like it was a boy this really works let's do that again yeah <laughs> like instead of the english countryside it's the french countryside yeah yeah and this was originally going to be a uh, TV show. Like, it wasn't originally. Ah. Well, so it was going to be The Wonderful World of Color. Okay. And it was just going to be two episodes for Wonderful World of Color. But it was going to be live action. Huh? <laughs> the original plan for this, when they started developing, um, uh, they wanted animal stories for The Wonderful World of Color. And so they, you know, they, some people get tasked to it and it started its life as a two part live action series for the wonderful world of color. Oh, like how, like how they used to have like, like Mr. Beaver's going down the river. And so they would have like a guy narrate his little story. I, I don't think it's going to be, I, it's, 
there's really no way to tell because like they get the, um, Harry Title and uh, Tom McGowan were the two that were, um, you know, they, they, it was their job to come up with this story. So, you know, the movie was never made and uh, it, it, it's, it, it eventually became what it is, but they get the cre- story credit, like based on the story by credit. So it may have just been like, yeah, it may have been trying to tell this story with cats just kind of milling about. I, I don't know. But I, that's, I mean, that's, that sounds terrible. That sounds like, well, a, like, it's not like it's that darn cat where you can just use the mischief that a cat kind of gets into regularly anyways. And, and like, this is a very specific plot of, it's, I guess, a butler trying to kill some cats I, I, supposedly is easy enough because the cats don't have to be have character because the character because the plot doesn't really need the cats to be like you know anthropomorphic or you know even be able to talk or anything it's because it really is a story of a crazy guy wanting money <laughs> so <laughs> i mean was this like kind of because incredible journey had so much success and like hey just do it with a bunch of cats. Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess theoretically <laughs> it could have been that. But uh, well, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't have trusted Disney with this because no, look up Disney and Lemmings on, on yeah. the internet, folks. Yeah, it's like it's for everything that they did, like the um, Milo and Otis. But that wasn't that wasn't that was. That was Japan's fault, not. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> they tr- they just took the movie and. <laughs> but, it didn't um, look at how it was made. Yeah, but um, but no, like those True Life Adventures did a lot because for, um, going forward for nature documentaries because it wasn't really a thing at the time, and it sort of grew nature documentaries out of it. So it was for for, you know, for every Lemmings <laughs> that they did. There was a bunch of like, here's something that you've never seen before that you're gonna find interesting, and it's going to expand your understanding of, like, you know, a person in you know 1960. What are the chances they've seen something from like the African, you know, you know, savanna or something? You know, like it's yeah. unlikely unless you unless you read, you know, uh, Nat- National, Nat Geo. Geogra- National Geographic. It's you know, and, and who. The only people that get a National Geographic uh, subscription are libraries and doctor's offices. So, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a, yeah, so sit down and watch this documentary about capybaras. Yeah, and they knew that, you know, and they knew that people suck. So, like, nobody's going to be interested in watching a cat just sort of hang about and living its life. we got to pretend like they're humans. And like get a put that's the thing that's the problem that they most people will give to them, especially make you know uh, nature specialists and stuff like doctors and stuff that go through this. Like what you've done is you make people think that like oh it's doing that because that's how people are. It's like, well, that's not really. <laughs> yeah. Which is and it's funny like you said like people wouldn't like to watch that, but then you flash yeah. forward to now and it's like I think I did I watch like a like like a like a live cam feed of a giraffe trying to give birth last year. Yeah. Just two days ago, Disney put up, <coughs> uh, you know, hours, hours of a live stream, just a cat 
for, for oh, to, from Captain Marvel, yeah. To promote Captain Marvel, so you could just watch Goose just being a cat. Like th- there was nothing going on. Uh, zoos have live feeds now, where you can just watch, you know, penguins kind of flop about or whatever. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, how many hours of you know have I watched <clears throat> watching Planet Earth? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? and, so. and they construct a story on Planet Earth as well. So it's like, yeah, yeah, but to, to base it more on. The reality of the situation, but still having to sort of anthropomorphize in in a small sense these characters because you have to make people sort of understand in their own terms, like what like what the similar situation to you is this animal is going through. So yeah, it's uh, like why should you care about this lizard being chased by a bunch of snakes? Well, yeah. he's he's the only one who survives, and so there you go. Um, but early on, um, Boris Karloff was going to be the voice of Edgar, which that would be that would be great. Yeah, um, and, and uh, the the lady that they were originally going to have be uh, Madam um, was just a old French actress. Like her movie credits are just all French movies, which would have been really cool. I yeah. think like somebody who would be in that, that who's literally this character that you're having them portray like yeah you know a high society french older woman like <laughs> but they'd have to have her like just chain smoking the whole movie and have, <laughs> have a lot of ennui yeah. they're my cats i've lost my cats i did yeah. not care life is meaningless oh. <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, back to the story. <laughs> back to the movie. Um, uh, so Marie almost drowns. Yeah, we, we we just met Thomas when we left off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and and he's gonna take her back with the uh, right, and, and they're in the milk truck. I think is the milk truck. Can... Yeah. Um. The there's like a thing in the truck where they the cats fall out. Marie yeah, falls. Because yeah, because there's like. A, they're on the they're on like a trestle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the train. It's, it's very it's very Dalmatians here too. Yes, very. Um, Marie falls into the river. O'Malley saves her, um, and then he starts drowning, and uh, these geese save him. Yeah, yes, they do. Now, I, I couldn't figure out why the geese were so familiar to me, and then I then I. Oh snap, dude! The odd couple, the the two upstairs neighbors, that's them. It is the it is the the cuckoo pigeon sisters. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's uh, and I oh what is uh, what is their name? There I I know it's like Abigail and Amelia. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's this weird, like, if that scene wasn't in there. It'd just be two minutes shorter. It'd just be two minutes shorter. Like, it doesn't need to be there. Like, Thomas could have saved him and then have that be it. Yeah. And um, and it is funny because, like, well, oh, oh and, and by the way, when Nick says that they're, you know, it's the odd couple. No, it's literally, it's, they're in the odd couple. Yes, the actresses. It's, like, it's it's the actresses. It's they're basically reprising their role because the Odd Couple movie came out 
two years before this. Right. So it was just sort of this weird bit of pop Me- culture. Meta? Like meta. It, yeah. yeah. You have to keep in mind, at this point, Walt Disney isn't in the picture at all. Um, you know, he had his hand in the Jungle Book. Nothing here, essentially. You know, like, you know, the, the, the movie was being sort of developed in the early, or the two-part series and stuff was being developed in the 60s and stuff. But by the time this became a movie, there's no Walt. So this kind of weird meta humor um, is going to start popping up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a good casting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's smart. It, like, you got to give them that. And I know that I, I remember seeing um, one of them. Um, uh, da, 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 it was uh, the redhead. Uh, Amelia just yeah. recently just recently passed away. Oh, okay. Um, like last year, like summer oh of last year. So, um, so like, so just just frame of that. like, cause you know, a lot of these these movies are, you know, you know, this is nineteen seventy. So, so you know, so. It, it's movie's almost fifty years old. Yeah, we're, we're getting up there. Which is insane to me to think that nineteen seventy was. 49 years ago. It's funny, this movie in particular, I think I associate this in a weird way with um, Oliver and Company, because of the, like I don't know why, but I feel like they came like, this, like, like, they, they should be closer to one another in terms of release. Uh, is, it, is it just the cat thing, or? I don't or... know if, I don't, I think because it... of the, I think the cat thing sort of like makes me think of Oliver and Company, and then it just makes me think that this was released closer to it when clearly there's a decade. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I can see that because you know yeah. the ensemble for this movie is pretty close to the ensemble for and Do- for Oliver and Company and Dodgers O'Malley basically. So yeah, yeah, and, and I, I mean, think, and and I think it must have been re-released at around. Um, uh, that was my thought is like it must have just been re-released at some point, and I know it was re-released. And I think it was re-released. I'm pretty. I'm looking at my notes now. It, it, in theaters or on, in theaters, on Blu-ray? In theaters. I think it was. I think this was released in, re-released in the eighties. Yeah, it, it must have been close to like a year or two before Oliver and Company or something. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Oh yeah. So, there we go. Eighty and eighty-seven. There's my notes. Um, so I, and and Oliver and company was 88. So yeah, (laughs) my guess is that there was probably a lot of like material, like material to buy at around the same time. Yeah. I, 80, 87 sounds right. Because I, I think that was about the time where it's like, Hey, you can watch Aristocats or go see Transformers, the movie. Like, well, I know what I'm picking. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So the, the geese come in, save, save the day, save O'Malley, save the day of the day that's been saved. Like, <laughs> yeah, and and they they stay with them <laughs> inexplicably. Like, I don't understand this these geese's presence in this movie. I I don't know. They're just kind of like I like. It's not like you know. It's not, not like the dogs. Or something where 
you know, it's this sort of cute, like, uh, you know, dogs and cats living together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. Yeah, it's just these geese show up. I don't associate geese with ducks. I guess they both have a they both have the potential of being like super jerks. <laughs> yeah, geese are not uh, friendly, lovable creatures. No, they're mean. They're, they're terrible demon birds. How many times you can you can type if if you type goose or geese into YouTube, I would say ninety percent of the first like fifty searches is all just geese chasing people. Yeah, <laughs> like, yep. yeah, just being like trying to get you out of the park or wherever they're at, <laughs> or just try to steal your lunch. Yeah, just try. Yeah, just like hey, you got food. I want. I want both your food and you out of here. So, I, I I know joke. One time went to a park. My family and I, and uh, we we had caught KFC, and I was sitting there eating chicken strips, and I dropped one, and I no joke saw a freaking goose eat a chicken strip off the ground, and it was oddly unnerving. <laughs> it's like because you because you know, oh, that's it's chicken. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's a bird. You're eating a bird, my dude. But <laughs> damn terror bird, get the hell out of here. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <clears throat> uh, that aside, Edgar, Edgar goes back. Edgar goes back to get he drops his, his hat. Yeah, yes, to get his stuff because I like that the it's like to get like evidence, but like evidence of what? There's no honestly like. <laughs> The cats went missing. Like if you, if they found your hat, it's, yeah. not like you, it's not like you killed the cats. Even though by oh. banding them out there, you effectively left them to die. Right. But like, it's like it's not like the cops are going to go out there and find like a, a sack of kittens, yeah, or something. Like, oh, there's a hat next to it, mm, and it's your hat. It's so, your hat. It's like, like this I don't know. It's 1910. There's no forensics. He's like, that's not my hat. <laughs> also, I don't know where my cat is right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, she could be anywhere in this house. It, it, it's, it's a telltale heart situation because the only thing you're worried about is just sort of in your own mind at this point. <clears throat> like, like, <laughs> yeah, it's... like or, or are they going to... All you have to say is, that's not my hat. And <clears> they, can't, <throat> they can't prove otherwise. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess there's a lot of those similar hats floating around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Johnny Fedora. Yeah. You dead. So, no. Yeah. So yeah, it's the, uh, <clears throat> it's, 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 it's weird. It's so, so what next we get the rooftop scene, don't we? Yep. Uh, very... they, da- they dance and then the Admiral starts yelling about hot and tots at the cats. Yep. Uh, uh, wait, this... no. No, that's not what happens. Yeah, that's last week's movie. Okay, right. Um, Uh, Although, still, technically just as racist. (laughs) Yes! Yes, it is! This is where we meet Scat Cat. This is where we meet Scat Cat, voiced by Scatman Crew. Scatman Crew, which is kind of, that's pretty on the nose there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, and this is where you get uh, the song from the movie. Everybody, everybody wants to be cat. Um, also, notice you don't pronounce the second e in every. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. Uh, because yeah, it's that's how it's written. 
on the soundtrack is E V apostrophe R Y B O D Y. So this uh, is also where he tells uh, Toulouse that he has the shining too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good. Good. You're just gonna tie this into everything that you possibly can. <laughs> that Scatman Crothers has done. Yeah. Just yeah. so. Um yeah, so uh boy mm. that, uh, that 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 Chinese cat, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Voice by Paul Winchell. Um, Paul Winchell, the ever lovely Paul Winchell. Got not don't have a bad thing to say about Paul Winchell, except for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh voice of Tigger. Tigger. Voice of one of the banana splits. <laughs> voice of the Sam I am in that weird green eggs and ham cartoon my kids watch from the nineteen seventies. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's boy, it's not good. No, uh, no. Uh, a lot of that lawsuit stuff was done without any sort of real permission. So he does not like them. Sam I am. He does it like he does it like green eggs and ham. God. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he um, uh, Siamese cat. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he playing the drums with chopsticks. Yes, very much so. Very. Uh, it's just that. <laughs> should Should we say the exact thing he said? I. Mm, it's. Uh, I don't think yeah. so. Okay. <laughs> I think I, you. I, okay, uh, if I, okay. Uh, okay, I, I will. I will. Uh, um, I will shorten it. He says something that sounds like Chinese. Then he goes, "Fortune cookie always wrong." Yeah. Which is, man, it might as well be PP in your Coke. Honestly. Yeah. 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 It's it's. Yeah. Oof. Did you, ever, did you ever see the Jello commercial with the Chinese baby in it? I, no, I have not. It, it's it's this like, it's this super like offensive, obviously black and white commercial for Jello, and it's like a Chinese baby. It's like, and, and you know, it hits every stereotype you can, like the mis- mispronunciation of the word grape. <laughs> oh and, no! And like trying to eat Jello with chopsticks, and it oh, was like, God, like, oh, but. It's like, ah, oh, but great American invention, the spoon. And it's like, oh. It's, it's almost like the, like the last scene of Christmas story. Yeah. Where they're having dinner and you're like, you know, I, mm, that's, a, yeah. that's a bold choice there. Yeah, it's legitimately painful. And like, and like this movie probably would have come out not too long after, like that commercial would have existed. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's very, so we yeah. get this, we get the song. Yeah, which aside from that horror, is a good song. Oh, I also want to point out that uh, Paul Winchell was also Gargamel. I, I just don't, I don't know why I wanted to say that, but was he? He was. He was Gargamel. <laughs> the uh, okay, I could say okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that Tigger wasn't his only. Uh, Make sure you tell me, like, Paul Winchell is one of the Transformers. No, but he was also um, Dick Dastardly. He was, yeah. Yes, and, uh, and I, Hong Kong, Hong Kong Fui. Yeah. 
Oh no, that no, that was Scatman. That was that's Yeah, I love wacky races, so it's one nope. of those things. Number one super spy. <laughs> uh, but he but he was in Hong Kong Fooey. He was he was uh yeah. He wasn't Hong Kong Fooey himself. Like what? yeah, he was just a he was just everywhere. I mean, like you know, they need a voice character, so here we go. You know, hey, we're doing uh we're doing the Spider Man in the eighties cartoon and we need Uncle Ben, so here's your It's Paul Mitchell. Yeah. Paul yeah. Mitchell. Paul yeah. Mitchell's the voice of uh Yeah. Of whatever. Actually, and but he was really, doing and he was doing Disney stuff like up until the end of the nineties and when he um eventually you know He voiced Tigger stuff. for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh I think if you do the and it's funny because I think uh the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh ride at Disney World features his voice. Okay. Um, I don't think the Disneyland one does. I think it's different, like, because it's the same ride, but also different. You know what? Let, let me just, uh, let me just IMDB our friend Paul Winchell. Yeah. <laughs> just let me, let me do that real quick. Let me do that. JJ, JJ, you give, you give the good people some facts about this movie while I do that. We'll just, we'll, just, we'll talk about, uh, uh, some of the fun stuff. Um, so, uh, you see, you put me on the spot. I wasn't really prepared for um any of this, but uh, so yeah, this movie, this movie was the first one to come out after um uh Disney's death, and to not have not not the first one to come out of his death, but the first one to come out that didn't have any of his um uh you know hand in it. So when they got Thomas O'Malley to do uh. To do the voice of, or not Thomas O'Malley, when they got Phil Harris to, to do the uh, voice of Thomas O'Malley. It's, um, not Phil Harris. Why do I keep saying, I keep getting the wrong, no, it's Phil Harris. It's Phil, it's Harris. Phil Harris. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think it was Phil Harris, but yeah, they wanted him to, they specifically wanted him to not be Baloo. They failed. He was Baloo! Yeah. You, you want to say it's Phil Spencer, don't you? I do. I yeah. Do. But also Phil you. Harris, I think, is that's somebody. Isn't that the I don't know, that's somebody that so there's another person named Phil Harris that I'm not Does that, he work at NOA Treehouse, maybe? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But uh um, So JJ, you, you you like okay, so uh our boy Paul Winchell. Yeah. Um you're correct. He was the voice of uh uh, Gargamel. Gargamel. He yeah. um he also uh, he was also in the Gummy Bears. Another Disney hit. Uh, he was in Fox and the Hound. Yep. He was Boomer. Yes, he was. He played Marmaduke in thirteen episodes in he- of Heathcliff. I don't remember any Marmaduke episodes of Heathcliff. Yeah, boy, that's going to be something after they were done doing this. I'm going to type in Heathcliff Marmaduke to see what in the world that could possibly be. Um, he was, uh, he did a voice in uh, the Jetsons. Okay. He just, voiceover guy. Like, my my uh, Phil Harris story was going to end up being that the initial, it's described as, uh, the director says his, uh, Version, his take on Thomas O'Malley is based off of Clark Gable. Hey, 
And I'm just like, no, it is not. <laughs> Swing animus. Yeah, um, it's Clark Gable. But it's it's still Baloo. Like, the character is 100% Baloo. Like, he, yep. he holds himself with, like, Baloo. He talks like Baloo is Baloo. <laughs> so. he, instead of a shiftless jungle bum, he's a shiftless street cat. Yeah, that's a sad thing about this one is this is the um, this is the last animated feature from the Sherman Brothers. Uh, they don't yeah, they don't work well, on well uh, you know once you lose Walt Disney you're gonna start the cracks are gonna start showing in some of these things and it's like they weren't happy um, but they uh, they did finish they they did the music for. Um, Bed knobs and broomsticks, right? And sort of that was it until the Tigger movie. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, which is weird because I really like the move, the music in next week's episode. So, yeah, yeah go figure. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, next week's episode's another one of those changing of the guard kind of situations. So, because yeah, you're gonna lose the Sherman brothers. Sherman brothers didn't have a particularly huge, um, you know. Uh, stay at the Disney company, but it was very significant. So. They, left, they left a giant footprint. Oh, absolutely. To the point like you still see um, I forget which one's the surviving brother, but he was um, you know, he, he he shows up from time to time too. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was in the what was he? He was just in the end credits for a recent Disney movie. I can't remember. Yeah, like he did an original. I think it's. I think Richard Sherman is the one that's still alive. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he plays. Oh, oh the no! Board. It was Christopher Robin. It's Christopher Robin. He appears in the post credits of Christopher Robin, where he's playing music with uh, during the while the credits are rolling and the family's on the beach and stuff. Right. So yeah, and he's, and, 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 he, and he's physically in it. He's playing piano, performing an original song. Um, and. He's also a cornerback for the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. Richard Schmidt. Yep. Yep. Former, former, former Seahawk. Former Seahawk. Former uh, Seahawk. Uh, but so anyway. Also, yeah, and he was, they used him as a consultant for uh, Mary Poppins Returns. So. Yeah. And I'm sure he was probably a consultant for Civic Mr. Banks as well. Uh, you would have. Yeah, absolutely would have to be. Especially since you have a person portraying you playing him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 so and so the heart, so much of the heart of that story revolves around their music, anyways. So right, like it's a big, it's a big plot point. So yeah, we sadly lose the Sherman Brothers for a while. Um, boy, Bedknobs and Broomsticks might have to be something that we talk about at some point. I, <laughs> I think we do because. Uh, it's very Poppins-ish. Yes. yes. Including having the guy who played Banks, Mr. Yep. Banks, in the movie. Yeah, and you got um, Angela Lansbury. Angela <laughs> Lansbury. Yeah, so this is, yeah. Her first run-in with Disney. Yeah, so yeah, this is, uh, so that, yeah, we may have to do that. And I think that's getting a, it's, there's something about, I. it's not a remake, I think it's getting like a stage show or something this year. Oh, so, yeah, I, I, I has that been released on Blu-ray recently? I I don't know about Blu-ray. I know for sure it was regular DVD and VHS. Yeah, but yeah, it might have been a late red DVD too. So, hmm. 
unrelated to anything we're talking unrelated about. Unrelated to what we're doing, except, except, that, except it has animation in it, which so does this movie. Yeah. And so basically, here we go. We're, we're The song's over with. Uh, O'Malley and uh, Duchess are on the roof. O'Malley basically proposes marriage. Yeah. Which, whatever yeah. that is for cats. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, 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 oh. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, cats are cats barely want to hang out, like, anyways. But now they're gonna hang out together forever. Like, <laughs> yeah, the most aloof creature on the planet is gonna yeah. propose marriage. Be tied down and take care yeah. and take care of these kids that aren't his. <laughs> yeah, well, good on you, O'Malley. Yeah, O'Malley's uh, a O'Malley's a good. Mal is a good man, really. At the end of the day, he's a much more. He's a much more. Um, I don't. I was got like sympathetic's not the right word, but it's close enough to what I want. Like then, um, tramp. Like yeah, uh, similar style of character. Like you know, he's not, more emo- He's more emotionally mature. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's he's not really like the same level of childish. That, uh, right. You know. Like, and he's not really out, like, like, he, like, he's not really out to scam so much as, like, it just half like, maybe initially, you know, but right. it, 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 like, it quickly turns into, like, uh, I actually do like you kind of thing. Really, yeah, he's, really quickly. There's he, not, yeah, he's, he's actually fond of Dutchess and the Kittens. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, she says no, because yeah. she's loyal to him. Uh, the Madam Puppet, and uh, they head back to the mansion. Yep. And Edgar ships them off to Timbuktu, a- Abu Dhabi, <laughs> with Nermal. <laughs> but no, literally, it's Timbuktu. Like, it is Timbuktu. The biggest, the biggest, like to this day, that's still a, a goof. I'm gonna ship you off to Timbuktu. Yeah. Like, I don't know which came first, this or that joke. Like, did this create the joke or did the joke come before that? Because that used to be a thing. Like, you know, like, <laughs> ship you off to Timbuktu or ship, like, a, a sight gag, like, with a yeah. sticker on it. Like, so I, I, I don't know which came first. If, but, if you could tell me offhand, without looking, exactly what country Timbuktu is located in, oh, I, will be, I will be impressed. It's, I, I, I know it's, like, Ah, uh, no. It's got to be Molly or something, right? Like, it's something weird like that. <laughs> is, is that is that, is that your, fi- is your final answer, sir? Yeah. Uh, guess what, dog? You nailed it. It is Molly. <laughs> it's got to be, then it's got to be, like, near the the Niger River or something, I'm assuming, or something like that. Somebody's like, been wicking! Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, like, I remember because one of those stupid facts that stick in your brain. Thanks a uh, lot, fifth grade history class. Ge- yeah, geographical. I, I don't. I don't need to know anything about Timbuktu, other than it, this is where cats were going to get shipped off to inexplicably. Like, yeah, I mean, it, what's the difference between Timbuktu and you know anywhere else in Paris, like Brussels, <laughs> uh, okay, just anywhere. I mean, like it's like, nineteen it's nineteen ten. Like, it, there's a war zone somewhere you can ship them to, right? It's yeah. like give, give soldiers a morale boost. It's just like, yeah, just the the, the, dog, 
the cats are all like in those World War One gas masks. <laughs> yeah. Wonder Woman would be even better of a movie if, yeah. were, if these cats just showed up. <laughs> Hi, Duchess. I can't stay. I gotta go fight the Kaiser. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Edgar's an idiot. He's so uh, dumb. And like, from, yeah, he's 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 a bumbling oaf. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but oh, he's thwarted by O'Malley and the gang. Yeah, I, it's it's always funny to me. Like we, like we were joking about it in the hundred and one Dalmatians. We're joking about this. Like, how inept do you have to be to be thwarted by? Well, in animals. this case, animals. In this case, like a single cat for the most part. Like one cat. Yeah, like the like yeah, the other animals are there and sort of help out. But it was mostly yeah. it was about it was, like what? you were thwarted by a single cat. <laughs> a yeah, this cat. is not like 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 you can pick up a cat one handed. <laughs> yeah, it's just not like Cornelius plotting against plotting the overthrow of man here. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah, it's not like some sort of super cat. It is a normal. Dang cat. It, it is not streaky, the super cat, no. Yeah, and it's a street cat. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a street cat riffraff. <laughs> but he don't buy that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somehow Edgar gets locked into his own packing case and sent Timbuk to himself. Yep. Where, uh, I, where I presume he dies along the way because <clears throat> I mean... It's 1910. Yeah. He's in a package going to Timbuktu. Yeah. Going to some Middle Eastern land. And, and it's in an era where you were sending packages via air freight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, he's going to be he's on some, some, some steamer ship. Yeah. He's going to be in on a, he's going to be on a boat for, yeah. Who knows how long? Yeah. You would assume that hopefully that's a, well. I mean, hopefully for him that they hear your pathetic screams coming from this box heading for two and free you. But but yep. how? Uh, O'Malley how, just how, like the white man stands no choice in that country. Duchess, <laughs> they're going to cut his arms off. Yeah, but. uh yeah, so Edgar ends up in the in the sends himself there, and then so then you get the you know the finale of the movie where uh, thank God Madame decides to write him out of the will like <laughs> yeah it's like just like well yeah I should probably uh, probably exclude him yeah uh you know you're knocking on heaven's door if you uh if, if something happened to you in like the ensuing week. He'd still be getting everything after this. Stuff. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, her her lawyer is of no use. Yeah, he's he's yeah. basically a shambling corpse of a person. Yeah, and she has no idea of any of it either. Like so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the weird. So, so, we, so we really don't know why. She just knows he's gone. So yeah. he's not there. So she's just writing him out of the will because she doesn't know what he tried to do. She doesn't know that he knew, so she's just writing about his will because he's disappeared. <laughs> so. 
Um, and then uh, in a very 101 Dalmatians ending, uh, she uses that money to set up a uh, a trust for like all the or all the street cats in Paris. Yeah, orphan cats. Orphan cats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> where, where you get where you get scat cat, scat cat again? Yeah, you get cat, and you and you get the song again. You needed the and, song again. And you get the same dancing again, and you'll get the same dancing again next week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's yeah, there's gonna be some recycling going on these days. Yeah, but, um, um, it's 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 just Eric Rowan there. <laughs> so, this boy, you found uh, a way. I found one. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's seventy-eight minutes, but it feels like forty minutes because it just kind of <laughs> everything it, just kind of happens and happens at a breakneck speed. Yeah. <laughs> it is. This movie does not waste your time. No, it does not. It's like, not. hey, you see where, it's like every once in a while the movie's like, you see where this is going, right? Cool. Yeah. Just, just, just. Yeah. Uh, so that's but, Aristocats uh, in a nutshell. Yeah. The Aristocats. <laughs> the Aristocats. It's super racist, and that guy died on a steamship. We we always find a way to when the villain doesn't die. We always find a way to how they could have died. I've noticed. Yeah. Like, just, we, we like we like the head cannon, the worst outcome for these people. Yeah, so yeah, <clears throat> this is one of those um, movies that was like, like you know, hey, how about okay, you're gonna make this movie. Uh, you know what? You're not going to make this movie anymore. You're going to make the live action stuff. You're going to make this movie. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Infinity War. It's your term to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so you know, in 1966 is when this movie started to really, um, like, move forward. The uh, animated version or the, the movie? animated version. Okay. So, so 1966 is when Walt signs the project to Ken Anderson. Um, I understand. To, and not even, and not even to, uh, not even to like make the movie, but to like, is is this will can this be a movie? Like, is this a thing that we can release as a film? Um, and basically, just started with, started with the concept and just made a whole new thing out of it. So, um, uh, it, it, this would have probably been the last thing that Walt saw because, you know, this is 1966, 1967 time. He probably would have seen early sketches. Yeah. And like it, for like approval processes and then nothing else. So he didn't really have, so he didn't know any of the plot points or anything other than probably very basic stuff. Um, and he was already in declining health at this point, so he had yeah. other things on his mind, and so yeah. Um, and, and like, th- there was originally a plot point in this movie that they took out because it was too emotional. Because um, uh, Duchess had she was like obsessed with um, um, adopters for her kittens. Like, that was sort of like a plot point in the original version of the movie. Like, she wanted a better life for her cats, I guess, or kittens, I guess. <laughs> a better they, they, they're, yeah. they live with a rich lady. How? I, I mean, what? like, 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 not better life. Like, 
a life equivalent of like you know because like i'm not going to be able to have these cats like this old lady is right (laughs) they're going to be adopted out yeah um i don't want them mating with each other but like i think the i think the only sort of plot anything walt had for this movie was to kill that part of the storyline he wanted it to be like 101 dalmatians that was his sort of production notes like it should be it should be an adventure not (laughs) you know like an adventure comedy so that was sort of and and they took him literally because it is 101 dalmatians yeah and they took away uh there's supposed to be two servants there's going to be the butler and the maid but maid never makes an appearance so So yeah, exciting. Uh, this is uh, the, the the movie took like eight months to make, essentially from once they got it underway. So yeah. So, so they start but, after after the Jungle Book, or like right around the same time? Yes, or? like almost immediately after the Jungle okay. Book. Like, like yeah. So they did like all the developing of the movie and stuff. And this is a uh, this is one of the big nine old men movies right yeah. Um, yeah like so like everyone everyone in the nine old men had been at the studio for decades at this point so you know uh, it, it, i kind of yeah. wonder you know since they had phil harris for jungle book they yeah. have for this movie and they have for robin hood like do you think this had like you know we're just going to keep you in the studio and in the, in the recording booth for a good for 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 a good solid eight months here sir yeah <laughs> Yeah. Just do it lines, bud. Yeah, I mean, because at the time, at the time, that was just sort of how the studio system worked anyways, no matter where you were in Hollywood still. You know, so if you got the guy you like to work with, you keep the guy that you like to work with. He knows your process. And he knows, and you know that you can trust him to take the direction that you need, so. Right. Why not? Why not use Phil Harris again? And especially coming off of the Jungle Book, which is just a massive success, like you know, and, and with, with in part to the popularity of the character of Baloo. So why not go back to that again and 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 from multiple <laughs> angles and again and again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, it makes it only makes sense from a studio that's. Tr- that's trying to make as much money as possible with working with as little, <laughs> by spending as little money as possible. So, uh, so yeah. Speaking of the money earned, uh, ten million. <laughs> what was the budget? And the budget was, I think, if I recall, it was like a four million dollar budget. Because I think it was about, yeah, four million was about this going. At around this time, we'll see a lot of bumping around from like, you know, three, four million dollars. So it uh, doubled its budget, though. It doubled its budget. Uh, I think the next movie costs a little more, which is kind of absurd to think about. How dare you, sir? How dare you, sir? But at the same time, like, it also doesn't make nearly as much money, but the industry as a whole is about to go into a downturn. So, um, for various reasons, and Walt's death is finally going to start taking its toll any minute now, and um, we're getting we're getting very, very close to the Eisner era 
at this point. Like, yeah. Very, very close. Uh, which is going to be a lot to take in. Uh, hmm. When we get to that, when he takes over. But for better, for like, we're gonna talk trash about Eisner, but not everything that he did was terrible. Man. No. So, um, tonight I'd like to present to you, Mr. Boogity. It's yes, a family film yeah. but a ghost. <laughs> that's not, and the sad thing is, is that's pretty, that's basically it. That's, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's initial rentals for the 70s, 10 million. By when, when all is said and done after re releases and everything, this movie has made $191 million. Um, so it was re released a couple of times. Um, it was. Uh, I had to look up to see. I always like to look up to see, like, what how popular this was in like the country it takes place. So I wanted to see how popular it was in France mm. uh, during that time, and it was a uh, massive hit in France. It was the second biggest pop movie of the year in France that year. I forget what the first most popular movie was, but uh, I'm, I'm going to guess it was some something with a. Uh... An abstract story in black and white uh, from the black and white. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it again. It's probably my. Uh, uh, I don't know. The poster has a hippie on it with a. So. <laughs> Le hippie. Yeah, so. Uh, I don't know what that movie is. Uh. <laughs> Uh, that movie was called The Professional. <laughs> yep. it's always, yeah, it's it, it, it's an early it was an early draft of Star Wars that was yeah. six years before it, <laughs> it made its way to Hey, Nick, name a French movie. Uh, yeah. The Professional. Yeah, Leon the Professional. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so yeah, massive, massive hit, almost two hundred million dollars for. Um, for, for them, and so so you know, couldn't be happier. You know, this is right. Just, like it's for basically like just kind of copying and pasting the Dalmatians plot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was well received. Uh, uh you know, uh, it, critics liked it. Uh, I think uh, Roger Ebert loved it. <laughs> Uh, he gave it three out of four stars. So, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. I, it, I, it, I'm not gonna lie. I like the movie. Yeah, it's fine. It's a fine movie. Um, it, you know, it, it, it. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at like a six out of ten. That's or, or like, or, 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 I guess that would be Metacritic. So it'd be like sixty percent. On Rotten Tomatoes, 60 ish, which is like, that seems fair based by Disney standards. Like, the problem with this is like, it's a Disney movie and you have to base it off of Disney movies. And it's like, it's better than virtually anything we talked about in the 40s. Right. Um, But it's not as good as stuff they put out in the last few years. No. Or um, it's not as good as the future movies. That we're gonna get to in the next couple of weeks, and so like tomorrow, next week, and some other ones shortly after that. Um, I th- I think middle of the road. It's like this is 
a middle of the road Disney movie. Yeah. And I think that's fair. I'm not even saying that's bad. It's just it's 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 they could be doing they could be a better movie. I don't think it looks particularly great. No, it had it's, it had this lot of same problems Dalmatians did. It had where it's a lot of thick, sketchy lines and sort of um I don't think the character designs are all that impressive. Like they they don't stand like the hundred and one Dalmatians character designs stand out. Um, like Thomas O'Malley is just a very plain cat character. He's a street you know, cat with a with a bow around his neck. Yeah, and like Duchess is probably the most you know yeah. noteworthy looking character, and it's still just you know a fancy a white cat. cat, a white yeah, cat. It, yeah, it's it's the fancy feast cat. It's the fancy feast cat. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. like we said even earlier, like uh, Madam is just not too far removed from previous characters. Edgar, I guess. I mean, like, even he's... Just this British guy with a big nose, and it's yeah. just kind of... It seems yeah. he's, not, he's not too different from, like, a, like he could have been the third henchman for Korea. Right. You know, Jas- like, yeah. he, he's Jasper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, you know, it's, it's, not, it's by no stretch of the imagination of bad movie. And it's interesting, because it's like, it's jazz-themed, which is very unique. For a cartoon, but it's like, France and the jazz scene was big in France. Yeah, exactly. So it makes yeah. sense for all of that. Um, so you know, it, you know, it it it's hasn't this movie in particular because we're gonna get to, we get to the legacy stuff now and like you know how much money it made and it's mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, boy, this has nothing. Like it had no sequels, no sequels, no lasting impact, no theme parks. There was going to be a sequel, um, but it's the story that we've told a million times over. There was a sequel planned, and like not that long ago either. We're talking it's 2019 now, so like you know, 15 years ago, like when Lassiter took over, is when it got canceled. So you know, it's so you're looking at. 10 years ago by this point because uh, Lassiter took over because it was going to be a CG sequel huh. because, because um, it, it was like it was like brought up it's like it's we're going to do sequels to Chicken Little Meet the Robinsons and the Aristocats <laughs> oh, I feel like one of those things not like the others but yeah yeah uh, um, but yeah you should and it was going to be uh, a movie about it was it was like there's a plot for it and everything. It was going to be uh, Marie like on a cruise ship foiling a like a, a, it's like a foiling a heist, <laughs> like a jewel heist, like like this weird. So it's Speed Two. Yes. <laughs> it's Speed and, Two. And, and I'm like, you know, this would have been 2008, you know, when this would have come out or something, if they, if they were worked on it. So, but obviously, Lasseter took over and sort of anything that was sort of in pre-production or they're working on stuff like, <laughs> nope. So, we luckily never got the mid 2000s Aristocats 3D CG sequel by Disney Toon Studios, who uh, never really made a hit movie. Like, featuring the voice of Jennifer Love Hewitt. I would have loved to have known who they would have gotten to be these characters. And actually, but, she did do a voice for a sequel. Never mind. 
I guess she would have, huh? No, she did. Yeah, which one? For Hunchback 2. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Christ. You're right. (laughs) Boy, I always forget about, because like Disney Toon Studios, bless their hearts. Uh, Bless their hearts. Yeah, oh, bless you. Bless you, child. Um, Because it's a hit or a miss because it's 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 a banner for to release Disney animated stuff, but like they had different studios doing it, and they were all based on this is Disney France, this is Disney Australia, this is Disney Canada, this is Disney Japan, you know, and, and it's, they had like these five different Disney studios working on these things. So it's like you know, for every uh, Pocahontas two Journey to the New World, you get. A goofy movie, or right. uh, you know, uh, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, you know, like uh, uh, or the Tigger movie, you or, know, or Treasure the Lost Lamp. Treasure the Lost Lamp would have been like their first film out the gate, and like that movie's great. Yes, it is. It is absolutely. Like, it's, it's genuinely great. But then, like, and then Return of Jafar, like that's a, Return of Jafar is a pretty decent you know, sequel, which we'll obviously have to talk about at some point. But, um, you know, but like, you know, everything else is like, especially towards the end where you get like, uh, uh, when it actually becomes Disney Toon Studios, because those movies were like, uh, it was like Disney Movie Toon Studio. Right. And then it gets rebranded to Disney. And so that's when you get Piglet's movie, Jungle Book 2, uh, Mulan too. <laughs> Just like whatever, see what we can crank out. Yeah, Bambi two, Brother Bear two, Cinderella like, two and three, two and three, and they started doing the Tinkerbell movies towards the very end, which aren't great, but money makers. There, there's so, a market for those, absolutely. Yeah. And I think they did the Cars spinoff. I think they did Planes. Which oh gosh! Fun. Which, uh, but mm. both planes movies maybe even because there were two of them. There were two uh, planes movies. Planes movies and both why? Both of them were in theaters. So holy and, god! And not like, and not like in theaters like the Tinkerbell sequels were in theaters where it's like a fathom event. We're talking like they had like not now since since we have you here and you're trapped with us now. <laughs> You're, lo- you're stuck. Hey, JJ. Hey, uh, you want to know? Want to hear one of the most depressing things you'll hear right now? Yeah. Uh, Planes had a budget of fifty million dollars, and it made two hundred and thirty-nine million dollars. That's horrifying. That's horrifying. So, Planes Fire and Rescue had a budget of fifty million dollars and made one hundred and fifty-one million dollars. So, uh, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> hey. uh JJ, do you want to hear about a good Disney movie animated film real quick? Sure. Is it hey, a Risty uh, No. <laughs> uh, so this, I'm going to date this podcast. Uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse just one for best animated film. Absolutely. As it should have. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to the current news section. Because, yeah. you know, going up against Wreck-It Ralph. And Wreck-It Ralph, right? The Incredibles 2, right? Is in there too? Yeah. Is that? yeah. And yeah. Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs and the Grinch, I think. Uh, no, it was uh, some uh, some uh, 
Japanese studio film. Oh yeah, yeah. I now I remember that one. That's a great movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've seen all of them. I like them all. But Spider Man's the clear choice. Hi, everybody. Here's a cameo by my son. <laughs> does does he does does he want to talk about Spider Man? <laughs> Sean, do you want to talk about Spider Man? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, my wife's going to get him out of the room now. <laughs> Say bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. He doesn't have your comedic timing yet, or, or else he would have said bye, Sean. Right, to the mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a child who earlier made me show him the intro to Transformers five times in a row, so... Well, to be fair, the intro to Transformers fools. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so now Bye, you're son. all gonna, now you're all gonna sit here and we're gonna play the intro to Transformers. But I'm gonna play the cheap trick version of the Transformers. Series. Yes, yes, or the, the lion version. Anyway, uh, so we're gonna edit that part out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that'd yeah, be easy. Spider Verse. Spider Verse, definitely, uh, definitely the most significant animated film to come out in the, in. Uh, in very very long time like visually even like it went off the rails in the best possible way and boy it tugs at the emotions doesn't it tugs at the emotions it's everything that uh like a 2d disney movie was at one point like it it understood sort of this characterizations and pacing yeah. and the, the morals of the story that it's trying to put out and it didn't um it didn't try to disguise anything and it spent a lot and all the time doing it as a cartoon and not sacrificing artistic vision in any way shape or form like like it knew what it wanted to be and how to present it present itself like and like i i, I think i said it's without even if it even if there is hyperbole in it it's not that much but like in terms of like if, animation pure just pure animation there probably hasn't been an animated film that's sort of significantly done since some like pixar first started coming out with stuff right so like you know pixar has only gotten better and everything has sort of grown with pixar and like this one is like it's you know 3d cg but done in a way that pushes a lot of boundaries and uh, like it's it's it was a dangerous choice to sort of try to make something look non-traditional the way they did with a lot of like comic book styling and rough edges and you know (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah like the the yeah and it doesn't look particularly it doesn't look super clean either like in terms of like the because like a thing about disney movies is like the edges may be a little rough sometimes but like the painting is 100 percent clean and smooth and perfect and they yeah. didn't really didn't go for that and that's for the best for this movie so that that being said since you know this is technically a, a disney movie and it's animated i mean we're i'm, I'm you, you are you saying around, you want to do an annex? Are you, are you thinking that this might be an annex episode? <laughs> Is it the? I mean, like, it, it's so tangentially a Disney movie because it's still a Sony movie. Like, right. <laughs> it just happens but, that Disney owns the character. Yes. 
you're, you're going to say I'm technically correct. The best yes. time correct. You're right. <laughs> I mean, JJ's the host. If you people want us here to talk about in the Spider-Verse, please uh, let us know. We'll, we'll look into Well, I'll, well, I'll get with I'll get with the producers. Uh, yeah. We'll talk. I'll have a word with the producers, me, and we'll figure out uh, what the future holds yeah. for uh, the Spider-Verse induction on here. Uh, Spoilers, but, we're, we're going to do it. It's probably going to happen. It's probably going to happen. We'll probably just have a whole Marvel month. <laughs> yeah, that's an idea. Uh, which... This side conversation for the last time that you tell you, Mr. Cat is an okay movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like to the point where I totally forgot. It's like, oh yeah, it's time to it's time to rank the Aristocats. Yeah, let's rank this movie. Let's rank this 1970s animated powerhouse. Of, well, 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 while I'm loading, while while we. While it's loading up, I'm going to look up the film of 1970. I, I like to do that now and see. Uh, <coughs> 70s um, are weird. Early 70s. 70s are... Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's all over the place. Because so. you you had that whole thing where you still had movies in the early 70s had that had a very 60s feel. Yeah. And so it's like you still had like the mod haircuts and things. Yeah. So. Uh, the Academy Award winner uh, uh, was Patton. Oh boy, that's a wow! And the top-grossing film. Want to take a shot? Top-grossing film of 1970. Oh, uh, was it 2001? Maybe. Nope. Airport. Oh. Oh, one of those Irwin Allen disaster films? Yep. <laughs> wow. So. Oof. You still there? I'm still there. Okay. Getting, uh, getting, I'm getting some feedback on my headset. But yeah. So, so, so Nick, better yes. or worse than Jungle Book? Uh, it's worse than Jungle Book. Sword in the Stone? It is worse than the Sword in the Stone. Dumbo? It is worse than Dumbo. Fantasia? It's worse than Fantasia. Cinderella. It's worse than Cinderella. Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Worse than worse than Ichabod. Now I know I've already I predicted it, and I think I'm going to get a hundred percent right on this one. Maybe a hundred and one percent right. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is it better or worse than a hundred one Dalmatians? I I like the movie better than hundred one Dalmatians. Basically, what I told you. And I think I said yeah. <coughs> maybe the show was like I like this movie better when it was cats. Yes. Yeah. So uh there's just parts of it, the music helps it to me makes it a better movie. Yeah, I mean like because with 101 Dalmatians you get Corella Deville and that's like the only song and it just plays into the plot while this one you get like it's it's a, it's got a jazzy soundtrack and you have a jazz song and it's right like stop, and it stops the movie for this song and dance piece and it works yeah so, um, and it's it's memorable music oh yeah um let's see worse than Jungle Book for me worse than Fantasia worse than Cinderella worse than Snow White 
<coughs> yeah, I'd say it's yeah, it's worse than worse than Peter Pan. Worse than a hundred. Now I'm at a hundred and one donations myself. Yeah. I'm going to put it below 101 Dalmatians. Okay. Um, I think it, I I think I like the plot <laughs> more. Yeah. There's more to the plot other than crazy butler poisons cats. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I think the story's told more interestingly in Aristocats, but I like the story and the visuals right. more. And, and I'm a dog person, which helps. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, it, it probably comes up the fact that I'm a cat person and you're a dog person. Yeah, so... I, it could be. Yeah. But, boy, boy they, they, they're really... I feel like they're super entwined. Not yeah. just not just the plot and the animals, it's just like the animation yeah. too. Yeah, yeah it, it very clearly it, it has the same, um, it has the same like inking, <laughs> like, right? You know, and it has that kind of stuff. I also want to tell you that in 1970 featured um, a couple of interesting movies, including uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, the one Roger Ebert movie, <laughs> Mash, and Mash, yeah. And, um, oh, what the heck was the, there was something weird. There was like a weird, like, uh, Alice in Wonderland, but with a guy remake kind of. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm going to assume it it was super trippy (laughs) and, uh, involved LSD of some sort. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, you know, Patton obviously was is probably the biggest movie of this year. Uh, like, it didn't make the most money, but it's probably had the most outside. Uh, you know, like, it's had more. You know, usually the Disney movie tends to have a hit higher uh, staying power, so right. to speak. But I think in this case, you've got. Um, I think Patton has the higher staying power than <laughs> the Aristocats. Uh, like yeah. I said, even Disney ignores the Aristocats. So, just, just when I go back to uh, when I go back to uh, like how the seventies were weird, like as far as movies go, the early seventies, like you know, we have Patton, which feels very yeah. contemporary, but yeah. then you have a movie like uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, which yeah. feels very. Like a very like early to mid '60s film. Yeah, or, or like you know, there, it was a year for war movies because like so we had Mash that we've mentioned earlier. Patton. Patton. Tora, Tora, Tora. Right. Um. So like, yeah, so it's like yeah, okay. Uh, I think the, the Woodstock documentary that's super famous. I believe you're right. Yeah. Year. Um. Uh, Kelly's Heroes. Kelly's Heroes. Yes. Right. So yeah, so you know, 1970. It's just gonna get weirder and weirder, and like Disney stuff is gonna start taking a back seat to a lot of other stuff that's coming out. So it's um, it's a, it's a turbulent time in America coming up. So yeah, and and an even more turbulent time for the studio. So you know, things are things are okay, but you know, it, it's gonna get it's gonna get real dark soon. 
Right. Um, I'm not even necessarily the movies don't necessarily. Nothing's going to ever get as bad as the 40s. Um, they're going to get close, but not in, uh, not in the 70s. <laughs> no, not in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, 80s? Yeah, maybe. 80s. There's a couple of good things in the 80s. There's a handful of good things in the 80s. I, I'm going to say that the 2000s, like early 2000s, probably has some of the most forgettable ones that we're going to ever talk about on this show. <laughs> so. It's uh, the, the, uh, the, death, the death spiral that Princess and the Frog pulled them out of. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be real interesting. But so next week, uh, we've mentioned before uh, a contentious movie because I think Nick thinks I hate it and I don't know why. <laughs> but I don't think you hate it. I don't think you like it. <laughs> but we'll get to it when we get to it next week with Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Ooda Lolly. The uh, a Disney adaption of Robin Hood. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but but not but not the Robin Hood that you know. It's actually a, an adaption of the Robin Hood that just came out. So it's a weird time travel thing. It's very interesting. Yeah, uh, it has. It's it's based off uh, Prince of Thieves. So, uh, so has, Robin Hood has a English accent that just fades in and out. Yeah, it's got yeah, it's got and and also uh, you got Jamie Lee Fox in it. So. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie Lee Fox, huh? Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis Fox. mixed with Jamie Fox. Interesting, yep. interesting choice I made with that. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Well, he was he was murdered by Michael Myers in the new Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Even that didn't happen. It, he's he's murdered by Mike Myers. Mike Myers, yes. In a, uh, he stabbed him and said, oh, behave. Oh, behave. And then, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's exciting. I just, I, I, I am very tired. <laughs> this, is, this is a part of the podcast we've introduced where JJ just ships celebrities. Yeah, I'm just going to start yeah. combining celebrities. I'm trying, I'm seeing the name Joe Don Baker right now. I'm trying yeah. to because, because he was an Adam 6 a.m was a movie of the 1970s. 1970s. <laughs> I, like, I, I often get Joe Don Baker and Don the Dragon Wilson mixed up. I just watched Goldeneye last night, so it's 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 nice to see Joe Don Baker's name pop up. It's like, oh yeah, I like Joe Don Jimbo. Baker. Jimbo! <laughs> Jimbo! Jimbo! <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're officially at just run out of things to say. So next week, join us for Robin Hood, where it'll be very, very fun. Very, uh, it's a it's an episode we've been looking forward to for uh, a variety of reasons. For a variety of reasons. It's not only it, it's 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 a very it's a it's a turning point movie for Disney, yeah. uh, for better or worse. And uh, uh, I, I would say there are two episodes that we're looking forward to for uh, just the conflict between us. <laughs> this one and a one that will come on maybe what 20 30 weeks from now uh 24 that's... Uh, that's like that. and it's not even because of the movie which is the best part of the whole thing mm. <laughs> the movie itself i think we'll agree on <laughs> yeah <laughs> so 19 yeah okay all right so, yeah. it's, it's, okay. It's, in, it's in the 30s when we get to that one so okay but uh, yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. But yeah, next week is Robin Hood. Very exciting. Can't wait. Um, 
But until then, thank you again for joining us. And have a magical day. Bye.